to talk for a few minutes about uh, the time that basically the three of us spent uh, overseas. I mean, you guys were over there a lot longer than I was. How long were the two of you in Syria for? Um, well, I believe, Book, you arrived after me, didn't you? About two months. Yeah, I think you, you arrived just after me, so... You guys got a couple weeks on me? Yeah, three or four weeks or something? a couple of weeks on him. Yeah. No, about two weeks on you? Yeah, maybe something like that. All right, so you were over there two, three months. Uh, I was over, only over there for a week, just long enough to tour the countryside for a little bit and then pop back. Um, but I, so I wanted to talk to you two guys, since you have some experience over there, about what your impressions were of the Kurds, of the YPG and YPJ, and um, maybe how we could go about facilitating these guys beating up the, uh, the enemy. I'm going to let Book kick this off because I know it's his thing to say, so go on, kick it off, Book. Well, I'd say like one of the reasons I only spent two months there is because I was with the YPG. Essentially, I have a lot of ideological problems with the YPG. They don't lean towards an agenda that the Americans, I mean, hell, I'm an American as a motherfucker. So like capitalism, communism, these are not things that the YPGs belong, believe in. They're a communist organization. At the end of the day, they're highly propagandized. They, you know, they indoctrinate their people on such a level where you know, they're glorifying martyrdom and death, and they're sending them out there to fight and kill. And it's great. Okay, awesome. You guys are doing a great job fighting Dash. All about that. Nonetheless, so they have their own agenda. They have their own goals in mind. This is a branch of the PKK. They want their own slice of the pie. They want their own Rojava. They want their own Kurdistan. They want their own country. So when this is all over, which it's going to be over eventually, all these guns and stuff like that that may or may not go to these guys are going to be turned against Kurds, against Iraq, against you know, legitimate everybody. governments, and they're going to point them everywhere. To the, you know, they're going to keep the fight going, just like the PKK has since what, the 70s when Auckland went and did his nutty shit up in Turkey. It's going to keep going. So, I mean, for us, as the American people, you know, everybody wants this knee-jerk reaction, like go in there, get them, get them, help support the Kurds or help support this guy, or let's just figure out what we got to do. It's just about being more careful about who we support. I mean, we should have learned these lessons a long time ago through Vietnam, Afghanistan, you fucking name it. Kosovo, on and on and on, the list goes of us backing dickheads like this who are, you know, producing results nonetheless, but, you know, long-term, they're going to turn those guns elsewhere and eventually back on us and our own people. So if we are going to back anyone there, we should be looking more at the Kurdish government, who you know, obviously already have a uh, legitimate autonomous zone recognized by the Iraqi government. So you know, they're up there doing their thing. They're fighting a hell of a lot better than the Iraqi government, a thousand times better yeah, than the Iraqi yeah. government. Honestly, and they were our fucking allies when we invaded Iraq, when we pushed up from fucking Kuwait during the invasion, hit Mosul. We hit Mosul, we met up with the Peshmerga. They were seizing shit, boom, in Mosul, 101st Airborne meets Peshmerga. I mean, right now, though, the conflict, ISIS has done something interesting, and that is unified the Kurds in, in a sense. There's, in a they're sense. not completely unified, but there is a unified front line right. that and, stretches and, from the YPG in Syria all the way into Peshmerga. Yeah. Land. Yeah. And, and that's how they were able to take Sinjar, because they were able to unify these multiple factions right. to make a massive enough assault to liberate Sinjar. And that's the only way they were able to but do I, it, was to tie these people you're, together. You're, you're thinking about the, the post-conflict environment, which is very well, important. But that's but something we really need to address these days, because, you know, this... Are, are you going to see some of that, too, with the Peshmerga? I mean, they're divided between the KDP and the PUK, have their, well, have their disputes with GOI. They have their disputes, but, you know, they're not going to tear the damn region in the Civil War. Not as bad as a PKK Kurdish government one would. I mean, yeah, they're going to have their little disputes. Or, you know, the region is always going to be plagued with yeah. unrelated violence. It's just like the nature of the beast there. I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, the, you know, they don't go to shop class there. They go to bomb-making class in high school. I mean, it's just that type of environment. So, I mean, that's just going to be the nature of the beast dealing with shit over there. So who are we going to back? I mean, you're going to have to back people. 
putting more soldiers on the ground there is not the answer. I mean, honestly, even after fighting over there for so many years, I don't think that let alone our politicians have a good idea of what's going on. I don't think military commanders really have a good idea of the nature of the situation. I don't think they made good decisions in the past. I don't think they made good decisions in the future. And the American people, they don't really give a fuck. They don't support they it. They just yeah. want something done now. Yeah. So uh, where I'm going with that is you can't put soldiers in there. Not again, it's not gonna work. Airstrikes will work and it's gonna take backing of good people in that area or at least the best of good people in that area to take the fight to the enemy that is their enemy, their neighbor on their next door. If we want something to happen, yeah, we got to back their play. Because honestly, they're, essentially, they're kind of waiting on it. They're almost expecting it. A lot of these people, a lot of these yeah, groups are yeah, expecting yeah. us to back their play. And they aren't going to commit fully. I get I, that when impression. I was, there, they're, you know, I was there to fucking YPG saying, hey, yeah, we got 500 armored vehicles up in the mountains just waiting to go. But they wouldn't touch them because they're waiting for America to back their play. Everyone's trying to conserve their resources yeah. until big bad America steps in. Yeah, there. that's what they want. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to waste their pieces because they're expecting us to be there. And honestly, I think we should disappoint them. Okay, cool. Up the airstrikes, up some training teams, um, and clearly personal experience. If a guy like me goes over there, a guy like him, don't bust our balls when we come back so bad. I've been fucking harassed by the federal government since I came home. And it won't fucking stop. Stop bothering me. I'm not a bad guy, bro. <laughs> Seriously. Leave me alone. <laughs> I've been interrogated so much, I, I think I can interrogate people now. But, <laughs> but, you know, we just cannot put troops on the ground. There's just no goddamn way. It's not going to work. We're going to end up in another shit storm. We're going to be stuck there. We're going to be cleaning up the mess. And it's going to be another Iraq, which, you know, clearly didn't end well. It's still going on, even though we left. We're still committed to that. And it's going to be, it's going to continue to go on. Well, we, Jamie, we didn't even got fucking Afghanistan. Jamie, what, what, were, what were your impressions when you were over there? I mean, obviously, I'm not... Um, in the, in, the t in the time I spent there, you know, the Kurds, the good people, you know, they are, like they, they are obviously the lesser of two evils in a way, you know, they're, they're good people, but like Book says, they want Rajava, they want their own parts. They have their they have their territorial. The, yeah, yeah, um, you know, and, it, and it's and it's embedded in them, you know, it's theirs, it's their land, it's their people, you know, and it, I just believe if we back them, we're just going to do something like uh, Libya, we're just going to back in these different moderate uh, groups, if you like, and it just isn't going to work out for us. In, in, in the long run, it just isn't going to work out. Now, an idea is, is maybe we should make mates with Assad and, and, and back it. Legitimate, he is the legitimate president, he is a legitimate government. Um, well, I, I think we should be working with Assad, if I'm honest, rather than the Kurds or any other. The Free Syrian, the free Syrian well, Army is just. Wouldn't, no wouldn't you probably have to work with both at this point? Mm. I mean, yeah. you, could say, you could say work with both, but what are you going to do? Are you going to arm them? With, with the Kurds, you're going to give them ammunition. You know, you're going to give them the weapons. And that's because, because, because you know, all you're going to do that is, like you say, you're just giving them. Right now, you're arming both sides of the next war. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can't play you know, both sides against ten, the ten years from now, we've got this other sort of fallout, and we're back in again doing whatever else. Yeah. The guys have got enough weapons. Sure, they've got, they've got enough ammunition. Yeah, <laughs> train them, fair dues. Maybe some more embedded training teams, small um, SOF units. You know, um, get some decent intel for the guys. Get the Kurds to use the Kurds essentially to clear that northern part of Syria, but at the same time I think we have to play both sides of the fence and I think we have to work with Assad, it's the only, it's the only way this is going to go down. What do you think when you look at the regional dynamics of this situation, Jason, and seeing how some of our previous paramilitary programs <laughs> have gone south? <laughs> um, I, I, I think, I, I, taking from what both of the, uh, these guys said, I think we should be not necessarily backing Assad, but willing to work with Assad, yeah, just like yeah. you said. But I also think we have to deal with the Kurds and whoever else, whoever else is in that region. I 
think the problem is, and looking at it from an intelligence standpoint is, we need to, it may not ever happen, but we need to be able to take all of this information that's coming in. Say you're an intelligence officer, you're getting all this information. What is the end game of the person that's telling it to me? It's kind of like rumors, you yeah, know? Yeah. Why are you telling me this? Is it because you want me to go bomb your, your, your you know, the guy who uh, raped your sister and that just happens to be his group or, you know, the, it's, it's hard. We, lo- we had yeah. that in Afghanistan. It was a big problem in Afghanistan. You know, somebody knocks on the, you know, on the gates of the base, got all this information, that guy down there in that valley, you know. He's... And they, they quickly figure out, too, they're like, I can dime out my neighbor who's innocent. Exactly. And then they pay me for and, that. Yeah, and I get paid for it. And he's, yeah. he's innocent, so then I split the money with him and exactly. we both get rich. And That's now awesome. look at that on a grand, more grander, a much grander scale. Now we're looking at whole groups of people, you know, who are being dimed out for, they're being what I guess here in the States we call it swatted. You know, like, yeah. you know, your grandfather killed my grandfather's goat. So <laughs> exactly. So I get to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why we need to be willing to deal with Assad, because at least he's the devil we know, you know, and we can flesh all that other stuff out while we're dealing with us. Well, it's not a stable government right now, but, you know, at least the infrastructure is in place. He, he for could a be a force government. for stability. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, and it probably comes to a point that I think we always overlook as Americans is that we always look at these countries through our own lenses. We're like, okay, yep. oh, freedom and democracy through mm-hmm. our lens. But that means something different what, to the current. Yeah, Absolutely. it means something different yeah. to them yeah. and their way of life is totally different. Their culture yeah. is totally different. Our brand of how we live is not going to work there. So yep. you know, don't expect the Walmart to pop up in Baghdad ever because it's mm. just not going to happen. Yeah. The way things yeah, work there is not how they work here. Absolutely. So we're not going to just go in there and force on how things work here to yep. expect them to work there culturally. It's just you know, it doesn't match. Yeah. I, I, really I respect the YPG and, and they're, I, I don't have quite as harsh a view as you do that they're these hardcore Marxists. I think they've evolved a little bit since then. And they have this sort of like vision of grassroots democracy that I appreciate. I'm not sure if you can do it, but I appreciate what they're getting at. But I was wondering if you wanted to tell the story about them burning the money on Oppo's birthday. <laughs> we just touched a nerve. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we find a bunch of stuff. They find you know, all this cool stuff and... What they found? They found some dick pills. They found some uh, porno, and they found a bunch of cash on a Dosh objective yeah, that they yeah. hit. Yeah. So you know they're out there to burn the porno. Whatever. I don't care. I don't get shit out here. I mean, there's a bunch of weirdo dudes. I don't want a bunch of porn laying around. <laughs> <laughs> and they certainly don't need dick pills because like that's just bad juju. But you know, bundles of money. No, nobody's getting paid out there. We got shit equipment, shit vehicles, shit weapons, and everybody knows where you can go buy some stuff to get an improved way of life of living ah this money is evil evil money causes problems i'm like money buys some new shit motherfucker like are you kidding me like what the fuck is going on here like i was like i should kill everybody here i'm tired of these games i was like i was like you know what i would have enough bullets to kill you if you use this damn money to buy some more bullets i'm like this is bullshit bruh but why were they burning the money because it's evil because money's evil. Money's yeah. evil. Money's, money's capitalism. This is, this is taken away from the worker and their, their equality. And if somebody has all this money, they're you know, greater and, and they'll use it to abuse everybody. I'm like, motherfucker, where do you think all this food and stuff comes from? It comes from you, that shit right there. Like, so their conception of freedom is a little bit different than ours. Their conception of freedom is, is that damn Marxist book. 
That's where it's coming from. Is is old communism, and there's nothing I hate more than fucking communists. There, there's <laughs> definitely you can see these like vestiges of Marxism inside the organization, how they form up on parade and, and the slogans they chant, things like mm. that, and even the flags and yeah. the iconography that they use. It's, yeah, it it's fascinating to, to see. It all comes back to the you know their branch off from you know the PYD per the PKK and you know, Apo's indoctrination through the KGB and his support and then bringing on that whole ideology through the KGB and into his own organization against Turkey. And it just brings